We have been called criminals, but we are not. We are rebels, fighting for the people. Fighting for you. I'm not that old, but I remember a time when things were better on Lothal. Maybe not great, but never like this. See what the Empire has done to your lives, your families, and your freedom? It's only gonna get worse. Unless we stand up and fight back. It won't be easy. There'll be loss and sacrifice, but we can't back down just because we're afraid. That's when we need to stand the tallest. That's what my parents taught me. That's what my new family helped me remember. Stand up together. Because that's when we're strongest. As one. In 2014, Star Wars fans were introduced to a new band of heroes who played a part in the earliest iteration of the Rebellion that eventually defeated Emperor Palpatine and toppled the Empire's iron-fisted regime. These six characters came from different parts of the galaxy, different walks of life, with unique gifts and talents and strengths. The crew consisted of Kanan Jarrus, a Padawan-turned-Jedi knight who survived the destruction of the Jedi at the hand of the Emperor. Hera Syndulla, a female Twi'lek, revolutionary fighter, and expert pilot who formed a resistance cell against the Mammoth Empire. C-110P, a Clone Wars-era astromech, was salvaged by Hera and was given the nickname Chopper. Garazeb Aurelius, known as Zeb, the large purple creature who served as an honor guard captain on the planet Lasan before it was destroyed by the Empire. Sabine Wren, a Mandalorian warrior and artist who defected from the Imperial Army to join Hera's rebellion and to reconcile with her family's clan. And Ezra Bridger, a Force-sensitive orphan from the planet Lothal, searching for purpose and his place in life. In joining Hera's Spectre Cell, the six rebels became more than a force of resistance. They became a family. Through Hera, Chopper found someone who genuinely cared for a formerly discarded droid. Through Chopper, Hera found a worthy and dependable co-pilot for any mission. Through Zeb, Sabine found a partner to work with as they infiltrated Imperial bases and outposts. Through Sabine, Kanan found a future leader, one strong enough to unite the clans of an entire planet. Through Ezra, Zeb found a younger brother who always had his back. And through Kanan, Ezra found a mentor in life and in the ways of the mysterious and magical force. The threads of trust were woven over time. Bonds stronger than Beskar became their armor, as they relied on one another in the gravest of battles. They helped each other to reach their true potential, to discover their true purpose, and to feel the impact of the power of friendship. And with the help of Ahsoka Tano and the carriers of the torch of that glowing hope, they lit a path that eventually led to a seemingly impossible victory over the Empire. Enemy fighters making for the command ship. Oaken 
one fighter best our entire squadron. Your pilots are outmatched, Commander. What are you doing? Getting involved. Not without me, you're not. Let's go. Ezra, come on. All right, if I tag along? The more, the merrier. And over the past two years, a group of six collectors came together and bonded over a shared love of Star Wars, collecting an Ahsoka Tano. What began as a simple chat turned into daily conversations through life's great times and its hardships. It was a force for good, and the kind that can change a life, or in this case, six lives. This is another Ahsoka Roundtable in a continuing series. This is a snapshot of the current landscape for Ahsoka fans and collectors. This is a call for the Ahsoka-holics to assemble. And this is Star Wars Prototypes and Production. Ahsoka-holics. It's a term coined by Fons Napolitano during one of our Ahsoka chats. And it's fitting. For years, each of us has had a collecting focus centered around Anakin Skywalker's former Padawan. We've hunted for Ahsoka pieces at toy shows and at conventions, and connected with a character that Sam Witwer, the voice of Darth Maul, once referred to as the lens through which the newer Star Wars stories were told. Through our chats, we've discussed the whirlwind rise in Ahsoka's popularity over the past two years, as Dave Filoni and the Clone Wars crew gave fans the seventh and final season of the beloved animated series. And once the former Jedi drew her white-bladed sabers in an episode of the live-action show The Mandalorian, Ahsoka Tano became a household name. This winter, Ahsoka made her second live-action appearance alongside Luke Skywalker and Grogu, two of the most popular characters in Star Wars' 45-year history. Filming began for the Ahsoka Disney Plus series this month. And leading up to Star Wars Celebration Anaheim, Rosario Dawson's Ahsoka appeared with Pedro Pascal's Din Djarin, Diego Luna's Cassian Andor, and Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan on the cover of Vanity Fair, showcasing the next generation of Star Wars stories. This is an exciting time for Ahsoka fans, but it does feel like the calm before the Togruta storm, 
where news about the new series, as well as her larger involvement in the Star Wars universe, appears to be hovering on the horizon. To capture this moment, as Dave Filoni and the Lucasfilm team craft the next chapter, I've assembled another Ahsoka roundtable with five collectors who have been part of every roundtable discussion so far. Will Russ, Fonz Napolitano, Chris Letty, F.J. DiRobertis, Clifton Boggs, and I look forward to discussing the impact of the animated character, how the live-action version has been received, celebration anticipation, and what it's like to collect Ahsoka memorabilia as the era of Star Wars on the small screen continues. Gentlemen, welcome back. We are doing another Ahsoka roundtable uh, with the Ahsokaholics. I'm calling this one Ahsokaholics Unite. And uh, I'm so thrilled to have each of you here and, and doing this again. It's been a while. Uh, so if you guys could just introduce yourselves uh, for anyone listening. Yeah, uh, Chris Letty here, um, Ahsoka collector. Surprise, surprise. Um, but uh, also a Rebel Commando focus collector. Uh, Dablin Comics and uh, something not quite related to Star Wars, but uh, love some uh, Formula One trading cards. Uh, those are kind of my areas of focus. My name is Clifton Boggs. I uh, collect Ahsoka, obviously. Pre-production is probably my number one priority in the modern. I wish I could afford the vintage. Um, I collect Clone Wars and Vintage Collection and laughs um my name is fj de robertis i'm also big ahsoka collector and previous to that um a big vintage collector and have a bit of a mando focus as well that's that's me i'm fond napolitano uh, i collect vintage mint on cards uh vintage mint and sealed box vehicles and play sets and I also uh, have a Boba Fett and Ahsoka focus because I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I'm Will Russ. Uh, I collect a lot of art, uh, whether it be original art or prints, statues, um, black series. And I like this Ashoka girl. yeah. <laughs> 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 okay, Jen. So, so, uh, so this is uh, this is just looking at kind of the the Ahsoka landscape. Um, we're all uh, collectors of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, my name is David Quinn. I've been collecting Ahsoka for a number of years as well, too, and uh, with a primary focus on the um, the prototypes, uh, especially which, as you guys all know, are very hard to, to find and to get. Um, but uh, hmm. but I thought I you know, know we. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for you. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah. So um, I, I thought we would just, you know, today just get together and, and kind of catch up and kind of look at the Ahsoka Tano landscape. There's been so much that's been happening. Um, but we had something very special happen recently for our group. And, uh, and Clifton, um, you were at a convention in Nashville, ICCC, and you had a chance to meet Ahsoka Tano herself and to give her something special. Can you tell us a little bit about what happened? Well, first off, um, what I want to say is we never formally announced that we were the Ahsoka-holics. This was always a behind-the-scene kind of thing that was in our group chat. So I thought it would be great for all of us to have a patch. So I made an Ahsoka-holics patch with 2012 and um, an older Ahsoka uh, picture and... Uh, just recently, I started collecting um, autographs. I, I've never been into them, um, so I wanted to have something to do. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start collecting autographs. I'm going to start cl- focusing on Clone Wars. So I finally got these patches. I got to take them to the ICC, and uh, you know, I I got to meet uh, Ashley, and I got to hand the person helping her. I got to hand her one, her mother and her father, and she absolutely loved it. I thought it was great because she also shared it on her Instagram stories, not on her main post. So, and, and we had a great conversation, talked with her and her parents for about, I don't know, five to seven minutes, which is a long time getting an autograph, but it was, it was very perfect. She loved it. Uh, she wouldn't stop talking about it, which is great. That's my small story. And she is now officially an Ahsoka-holic. I think we'll let her in. That's, that's how of it course. Works. I, I was hoping that uh, you know, I would ask her to be in it, but uh, we'll see. We haven't got the full answer yet. <laughs> right. There's always Star Wars Celebration, too. Of course. So you're saying there's a chance, right? <laughs> and FJ and Fonz, uh, you guys are going to meet her. Ashley Eckstein, the voice of Ahsoka Tano, at Celebration, correct? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, and then uh, Fonz, I only, sorry, go ahead, Fonz. No, I, I mean, I'm autographing a picture. Yes, doing the same thing. And then I think Fonz kind of convinced me to do both. <laughs> I was only going to do one, but how could you not do both, right? And neither of you have met her before, correct? No. Okay. I have not. Um, is there anything that you would specifically ask her? Or, or would say to her uh, for meeting her for the first first time. What's it like uh, being married to a World Series MVP? <laughs> <laughs> I think I would ask her, "What does it feel like to have this character just you know blown up as much as it has? Um, where it started out sort of just where it had a smaller fan base, and now she's really become." part of pop culture and it's just continuing to grow. Like what's her you know, reaction to that? That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good answer. Yeah. I, I think I would ask her like, what's it like now to be, you know, probably one of the top five most popular characters in the star Wars universe, you know, coming from nowhere. And now she's, you know, if you look at the swag that's been created for celebration, if you look at the, um, you know, the demand for her collectibles and her toys. Um, 
you know, what's it like to experience that stratospheric increase in popularity, um, you know, coming from basically nowhere and coming from a cartoon that started, you know, with very, you know, low ratings. And she's very humble, but I, I think it's fair to say that a huge part of it, a vast part of it is because of who she is and what she brings to that character. I think it's also the way she carries herself and she loves being Ahsoka and, and she's just got such a bright personality. Yeah. Um, so uh, Clifton, you might be able to speak more to this, but um, at ICCC, uh, I had heard that, that her lines were pretty long Um and I'd heard that they were actually the longest lines of the day. Is that true? They were the longest of the day. Um, it was funny while I was talking with, you know, her and her parents, her mother, you know, bent over to her and she said, your lines are the longest and you need to hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Typical she, mom. Her lines have been getting longer and longer. And I, I was thinking about it earlier and I just... I would say other than someone maybe like Mark Hamill um, and maybe, you know, Harrison Ford, some of those, those upper echelon traditional uh, people that have been in, even now someone like Ewan McGregor. But I think Ashley is up there. She has to be because the amount of love that she gets from fans and the amount of people that, are, that have either met her and had such a wonderful interaction where they want to come back or they're meeting her for the first time and they're, you know, over the moon excited – I mean, they just, they, they can wrap around a building. See, I, as looking at it, you know, being a vintage collector and growing up on Luke Skywalker, I feel she's at Luke Skywalker status because it's hard to put Harrison Ford in there because he doesn't do as many shows as Mark Hamill has done or Ewan McGregor has done, even though they're higher tier. But I really think she's the next kind of Luke Skywalker of the franchise. I, I totally agree with you. I, I actually got to meet her in Orlando. Um, I think what the one question I would ask her besides what you were just touching on Clifton about, I think she's like an ambassador for star Wars, but she transcends that because she took what she had with Ahsoka and we've always, there's always been girls that were in our fandom but she, with with her creating her universe, I mean, that's a whole nother line of opening up to the fans. Yeah, and she, I would argue that she's she's probably one of the the actors that is closest to her character in a lot of ways. You know, where it's where she brings all of those wonderful elements that we love in the character. Um, because they're in her personality naturally, you know, that, that warmth, that compassion for others, that strength, you know, she's had to go through a, a, a number of things, uh, whether it was setting up her universe or, you know, just anything in life. And, um, and she, she's just, you know, she's just really strong and really connective. And you can see that anyone who meets her from, you know, uh, the, the littlest, you know, child all the way up to somebody probably in their nineties, you know, comes and walks away from that experience, like, I can't wait to meet her again, and I'll, I'll I'd be willing to pay double or triple because it was just such a, a solid experience. I totally agree. 
Oh, I, I, I think she's really embraced her popularity and, and, and the fandom, um, you know, where I think some, some of the newer, uh, um, sequel trilogy characters, you know, have, have almost been a little intimidated by it. She really doesn't seem to, to, to be affected by it. She, she, she wants to be around the fans. She likes being around the fans. She interacts with the fans, whether it's in person or, uh, you know, uh, on social media. Um, and I think because of that, I think that's why, she sees longer lines at, and you know, at, at the different um, conventions and stuff like that, because, you know, other than her guys, you know, who, who else in really interacts with fans? Mark Hamill does, uh, Anthony Daniels does, but I mean, from my experience, they really don't seem to, or at least from my limited experience, I should say, you know, I, I haven't heard of a lot of the people that's, do the autographs and the pictures really have, have as much fun with it as she does. I think she's just fully embraced her character, you know, for, she has for all these years and she, uh, she's just taken it to the next level. And I think she just makes the most out of every situation she's in. It never seems like she, pushes anybody off or anything. She always makes time for everyone. And, uh, she's just so gracious with the fans. Um, and I, I, I think she knows that like, that's so important for her position within, you know, the, um, within star Wars and, within her, her business and everything that just being nice and, um, giving the people the time goes that much further. And I, like everybody's saying, it just shows what kind of person she is. And, uh, this whole, this role and everything, it just was meant to be for her. And it, it allowed her to, uh, create her universe and open up all these avenues for herself and for others, uh, associated with, um, you know, star Wars and, and, and everything. So I think, uh, Ashley, you know, embodies what, uh, the star Wars fan wants in a, you know, in, in, in an actor, in a, in a person, um, because it's not always the case. Um, so yeah, I, I have not met her and I don't have anything lined up, uh, yet, but hopefully someday I'll have the chance to, and, uh, you know, I'll be very excited at that time. And hopefully, um, you know, I'm not stuttering and (laughs) I can actually tell her, you know, how much the character means to me. And, you know, my daughters and uh, so many fans out there. Well, Chris, so you haven't had a chance to meet her yet. Um, unlike most of us, and most of us have uh, have either met her or are planning to meet her within the next week and a half, too. That's I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally kidding. Um, no, but uh, you haven't had a chance to, to meet her yet, but you 
recently were at a toy show and you met a fellow Ahsoka fan. Uh, I'd love for you to share that with us. <laughs> yeah, you know, so this show that I did, um, it's actually called Celebration, like Ninja Turtles. Um, so it's kind of funny that Celebration's coming up. Uh, this is up in Maine, and, you know, the show wasn't quite going the way I expected. And uh, I had decided... Uh, I set up three tables, had a lot of merchandise and everything, and I had decided to part with some of the duplicates in my Ahsoka collection. I just said, you know, what the heck, I'll I'll bring some, I'll set them up, see if I get any reaction. And, uh, you know, I'm talking to people and stuff, and then this kid walks by, and I could see him notice the Ahsoka stuff, and then I notice what he was wearing on his head. And he was wearing an Ahsoka hat. Um, and just by me acknowledging his, his hat, I'm like, Hey man, I love the Ahsoka hat. And he's like, Oh my God, I, I can't believe, you know, like the character, like I never thought anybody would. He's um, like, you're so old. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you're so, God, man. <laughs> what are you? Um, but any, he was like, I think he was like 10 or 11 years old. And so he kept coming back to my table and he, he was set up with his dad. He was selling some of his toys at, at another table. And, um, eventually when it kind of died down a little bit, he, he was poking around, you know, trying to think about what he was going to buy. And I like the whole day he kept on coming back and he would be like, what's, what's your favorite part of Clone Wars? Um, and then he would tell me his. And then we would talk about Rebels. And then we talk about Mandalorian. And talk about all of her, like, what her character's been through. And where she could go. And, like, what's possible with the Ahsoka series. And I just, like, like I the show didn't go like I wanted to. But, like, just the fact that. I was able to connect with this kid and let's just say he walked away that day with uh, some pretty good deals on Ahsoka stuff. That's um, really nice. And yeah, cause he didn't, he didn't have much. And so it's just, it was really amazing to have a connection like that with some, a kid that's, you know, um, so much younger than me. And it was like, it didn't even matter our age difference you know, the conversation was, um, you know, so rich and everything. And, and he, he was just like over the moon being able to talk about Ahsoka. Cause he's like, I've never talked to anybody <laughs> about my love of this character other than like my parents who just, it's like a one-sided conversation. Was um, he able to hold his own, uh, as far as a conversation? Yes. Like, did, so he was familiar with a lot of the, oh, the, yeah. the characters and episodes, quotes, all that. Yep. Oh yeah. He was talking about, he's like my favorite episodes of clone wars are her arc in season seven. Uh, and then he's like, can you believe like when she had to walk away from the Jedi order and then in rebels, like when she comes back, you know, and, and it's like, nobody knew she was coming back to the series. And, um, yeah, he was telling me how he's like, not too sure if he likes, uh, Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka because like, you know, she's kind of taking over the mantle of the character in live action, but he's like going to give her a chance and stuff. It was just, <laughs> it was so awesome. And, uh, I really, 
really enjoyed it. And it made me, um, you know, made me think about like all these young fans that see the character in those ways that maybe we don't realize. And, you know, the possibilities of this character, we talk about, she's the new Luke Skywalker. She totally is. If, if the kids are connecting with her in this way and like, she's now their favorite character, just think, you know, we got 10 year olds who that's her favorite character. I mean, they've got their whole lives ahead of them to continue that love of Ahsoka. That's a really good point. And, and I think one of the things I wanted to ask you guys too is, so we've, we've now seen Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka Tano in the live action uh, series. Uh, so we've seen her in uh, season two of the Mandalorian where she had her, an episode focused on her within the Mandalorian show. And then she was in this very strange way. She was part, she had a cameo in a Mandalorian episode of the book of Boba Fett uh, for the first (laughs) season. Um, But I just, you know, I I was thinking back to it and, and when we look at her in the clone wars and in rebels, you know, we've really seen her character growth uh, in, in the book Ahsoka as well too. And with, with her appearance in live action so far, we really haven't seen much from her. We've seen her reacting to certain moments. We haven't really seen those, those kind of pr- like private personal moments or, or moments in, where you see her in her thoughts or, or you're, you're kind of looking at the world uh, through her view. Um, and so for, for you guys, have you, have you embraced Rosario Dawson being the live action version of, of Ahsoka is, is Ashley still the one and only for you? How, how does that work? For me, you know, it was tough. It was tough at first, uh, when, you know, um, Ashley didn't get the call, um, to do the character in live action. I totally think that she could have, she could have definitely pulled it off. Um, but, you know, it's, this is Hollywood, you know, like things like that don't always work out. Sometimes they do with like, you know, Bo-Katan and, and, uh, so I just, I kind of, uh, tried not to have any preconceived notions and like have high expectations on it. I just kind of wanted to let it happen and just kind of put my mind, like try not to be like, this is Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. Like just really tried to not think about that when it happened. And I was actually way more surprised at how accepting I was of her as the character. And after watching subsequent, you know, watching it back, uh, her, for her appearance in, in Mandalorian, I was like, man, she's like really nailed some of the mannerisms, the way she's standing, the way she's reacting, her tone, uh, of her voice. Uh, and I, I thought she really did her homework in my opinion on just the way the character was and was paying respect to what Ashley had brought to the character. So, uh, I'm, I'm good with her going forward. You know, we just see how much, um, you know, how, how the show, uh, comes out, you know, and 
And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm good with her. I agree. Um, and I, and I think one of the things that she's done that Rosario has done so well, just like Chris said, she's done her research, but like she just carries this essence of Ahsoka with her that where I don't feel like she's trying to be Ashley or, or trying to recreate necessarily what was done in animation, but she just, you know, I, I, sometimes when I'm watching her and in the scenes that she's done, I can almost like, picture the, the cartoon character there because she's she's got it down um even just with some of her looks and just her facial expressions so and for me i think i just love this character so much and this is this is what we were given so i i think for me it was just a no-brainer feeling like i just wanted to accept her right away because i was just so excited to have this character you know in live action of course yeah in a perfect world it would have been amazing to have ashley do it um but I mean, it's been nice to see even Ashley has embraced it and she's, you know, been very welcoming um, to Rosario at, while also still interacting in, in with the fan base and still being our Ahsoka on that end. So I think it's kind of almost like the best of both worlds right now. I think Ashley will always embody the soul of Ahsoka. Um, but I think Rosario... I really like Rosario and I think she, she really uh, has her physical presence down and her ability to show the, the different sides of Ahsoka. I think not only does she show and demonstrate Ahsoka's high moral standards, which after all is why she left the Jedi, but she also shows in some cases her arrogance, um, which is one of the reasons why I like Ahsoka because she has that dual personality. I agree with what everyone said. I thought uh, Rosario did a great job. At first, you know, I was super excited to see Ahsoka just show up in Mandalorian Season 2. And uh, at first when I was watching her do the the lightsaber scene, I was kind of like, oh, it looks kind of clunky. But then I'm like, no, I need to go into it into another frame of mind because this is totally different from the animated series. And I really feel that she she did a great job. And then when you, and I hate to bring toys in it, but when you see the toys, I think they did a great job with the toys of, you know, Rosario's uh, portrayal of uh, Ahsoka. I guess if I was going to chime in, I'd say mine was a little more of an emotional roller coaster because... When I first got my VC-102, the the Ahsoka with the kind of animated art card, I saw Rosario Dawson in that card. And I think that's really when she had first started on Twitter saying she she really liked Ahsoka. And I was like, I could see that. And then they announced that Ahsoka was kind of coming. Or we kind of at least got that feeling through Mandalorian. And... Then when they saw, when, you know, of course, the first time you saw the white lightsabers crossing and all that, I was jumping up and down, screaming in the living room because there she was in live action. Yeah. And then I was, I was kind of a little let down because I was like, okay, in my mind's eye, this doesn't match up with what I envision Ahsoka would be at that time period. It, like everyone else, I kind of evolved. 
And I was like, okay, well, I understand the production values and, and why you couldn't have the Laku that long. And, you know, and then, I mean, I see what they're doing right now in the Obi-Wan with the, with the Inquisitor. I'm like, okay, I'm a big comic nerd and an art nerd. And, and I love the cartoons. I love the animated. So by seeing the transition from art to live action was a little disappointing. I totally agree. I think she nailed as much as Rosario could that character. And kind of like what FJ said, I mean, even down to how she held the sabers in her hands was like, she put the time in. So at the end of the day, I'm okay with Rosario and I'm real curious to see what storyline they're going to put together for the Ahsoka show itself. I think one of the things that has always made Ahsoka the character so special is that Filoni and Gilroy and uh, George Lucas were able to show us her her inner thoughts or you know they gave her enough time during the series where we were able to really experience the entirety of the Clone Wars through her eyes. Uh, they gave her these these kind of private moments where we, we got to see how she how she assessed certain situations, how she handled herself, uh, and then we also got to see her in action and um, and you know work like being a part of the the uh, the Jedi as well as dealing with you know different adversaries. And I don't think we've really seen that section yet of uh, Rosario Dawson's uh, version of Ahsoka. You know, we've we've seen her on screen uh, as you know in in battle sequences and you know in in um, in moments of the Mandalorian or in Book of Boba Fett, but never in her own series or in a series where we really get to spend time alone with her. And I think I think that will be the the big turning point where fans will start to even embrace her more once they have something like a show like the Ahsoka series. I think we're going to get a lot of that reflection, self-reflection, uh, quiet moments, um, potentially, you know, flashbacks in her own memory, which would be amazing. Uh, you know, who knows? We might get some of that in Obi-Wan, but, uh, yeah, I think that's what, I think that's what Dave Filoni and, uh, you know, the, the the writers and and everybody behind Ahsoka, I think they're really going to give her her you know time and her just due uh, with the character, and um, I'm sure that's a major reason you know what why Rosario Dawson joined on as the character because of the the potential of her own series and and being able to do all these amazing things and connect the stories from, you know, all these different, uh, uh, shows and stuff that, that she's appeared in. I, I think, yeah, I mean, uh, again, I'm, I'm going to try to not have major expectations, but being, um, you know, her being my favorite character, <laughs> like, obviously I'm hoping and praying that, you know, we're going to get, um, you know, a lot of these questions, uh, answered from, from, uh, her past. 
I just hope they touch on some of the storyline from Rebels so it forces people to go back and watch that series. Good because, point, yeah. Because I may be a little biased, but I think that, that has Rebels Season 2, 3, and 4 has some of the smartest, best writing in all of Star Wars. I agree. I agree, and I just finished rewatching it probably for the third time today. So it's funny <laughs> that you're bringing that up. Was the ending, and we won't say what it is for people who haven't seen it, but was the ending still as effective uh, as it oh, was? Yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Th- there's a quote that I want to share with you guys. Uh, this was from the Vanity Fair article that was recently published. Um, it says here. Uh, As with every Star Wars title, emotions and nostalgia are wrapped up in the series. Filoni, who's overseeing the Ahsoka show, helped create the title character with Lucas and watched her become a touchstone to young girls who were drawn to Snips as the first lead female in the Jedi Order. The quest Ahsoka has hinted at in her guest appearances on The Mandalorian and Boba Fett, hunting an Imperial Grand Admiral named Thrawn, who vanished into deep space at the conclusion of the animated Rebels series, is likely to be explored further, although plot details are still being tightly held. Ahsoka is a continuous story, Filoni offers. It is definitely driving toward a goal in my mind, as opposed to being little singular adventures. That's what I want the character to be doing, and I think that's what the fans want now. They have such a relationship with her. I've only recently started to understand that all those kids that watch Clone Wars are now a lot older. They're very excited about all the things they grew up with, as they should be. So that's pretty amazing. Uh, There's just so much potential, you know, with everything that we've seen of Ahsoka up to this point, having gotten this broad spectrum of her life, her experiences, all that stuff to think that there's just so much more to explore with the character and the characters surrounding her and that have interacted with her. Um, you know, it, it gives me a lot of confidence that, you know, this, this character is here to stay for the long term, um, in some capacity and to see some of those quests, uh, happen in live action. I mean, gosh, can, can we have it now? Like, <laughs> I know they just started filming, but like, can we just have it now? <laughs> well, so Clifton, what would, what would be a a scene or a story or something explored that you would like to see in the, in the future, whatever, it, whether it's the Ahsoka show or just, just an Ahsoka story in the, in the future. What I would really like to see, which I doubt we're going to see because I don't think it's going to happen. Um, like I told you guys in either the last episode that we recorded or the one before I was looking forward to seeing the Obi-Wan series. I would really love to see if they try to intertwine her in a live action just because, you know, she didn't obviously show up in Attack of the Clones, but all of the Clone Wars series, you know, she was all in. So I'd like to see if they kind of touch on that and maybe throw her in just to have interaction with either another Vader fight or... You know, maybe a little bit of Obi-Wan or or nothing. But that's what I would like to see. You know, I don't know if anybody saw the um, 
the the Vanity Fair video where they were just on location and they were just taking pictures and to see her live action like next to Ewan McGregor. I know it wasn't you know filmed for a show, but it just I got chills watching them together on the screen like that. So I hope there's something that they can do and throw together like that. Will, what would be yours? Being a, a huge fan of season three, the uh, the Mortis arc, I would like a continuation of... I'd like to know what Ahsoka went through when she went back through the... Between Worlds. When she went back through and Vader was gone and she walked through the temple, I want to see a little bit more of what she went through after that. Fonz? So this is a weird question for me. Um, And I think I'm going to see it because they've set it up. But so you have, you know, I was an original trilogy kid. So, you know, I saw Star Wars in the theater and, you know, started collecting the toys in 1978. Um. And then, you know, I experienced the dark times and, and one of the, 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 the great things about the dark times was the heir to the empire series. And I read that and I, you know, I have the first edition of every one of those Timothy Zahn books and I read them and, you know, really, you know, really liked the grand admiral Thrawn character. So it'll mean a great deal to me to see this character that I've known since God, it was probably 1990 three maybe 1992 when heir to the empire came out to see this character that i really you know this character that i really like grand admiral thrawn interact with um you know this character that i really like from 2009 you know Sokotano. so um you know as as a guy that's been you know through the original trilogy and the dark times and the prequel trilogy and the, the sequel trilogy. And now, you know, where we're at with Disney. Um, I think it'll be, it'll be very fulfilling to see those two characters interact and, you know, how a character that I was introduced to in 1992 can interact with a character that I was introduced to in 2009 or 2010. And it's completely normal. That's a good point. And, and there's, you know, with, with this merging of legends and canon together now to, to form one canon timeline under the, the Disney property, uh, I think it's really interesting. And, and they're, they're picking from some of the best characters. Um, I know, you know, we had talked about this um, as a group for a while, but seeing Luke Skywalker, uh, Grogu, and Ahsoka in one frame uh, was pretty... <laughs> pretty incredible and i think something that we never thought we would see yeah it's it's pretty awesome and to think for me like will i absolutely love rebels and you know knowing how that series um ended and like the characters that she was on a journey with uh to potentially see those other characters in live action who are again, like some of my favorite characters in all of star Wars. Um, yeah, I just, I think those are the types of things that I'm looking forward to in the series. And 
I'm really, you know, I'm really hoping that it's, it's not just a one and done series um, or there's, you know, storylines that lead into other um, miniseries or movies or whatever Disney's plan is for star Wars. But um, yeah, it's that int- anticipation to see some of my other favorite characters and introduced in live in, in animation. And like, for me, they're, my two favorite like um arcs in all of star wars like including live action are both in animation and i 10 years ago i don't know if i would have believed you know that that could be a possibility okay switching gears for a second um i wanted to talk to you guys about what it's been like to be a collector in the time of Ahsoka, you know, with with Ahsoka really hitting uh, peak popularity as far as what we've seen thus far. Um, so, uh, Fonz, what is a recent Ahsoka item that you've picked up for your collection? Uh, the most recent item I picked up was the uh, Sideshow Premium Format uh, Ahsoka with the uh, with the with Morai. Um, so I haven't displayed it yet. I haven't opened it yet. It's still uh, sitting in its uh, in its box. But uh, um, that was the last item I acquired. And how many of them did you acquire? <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> okay. One. And and why? Well, because I I realized after I bought the first one that I didn't get the one with the more eye and I wanted one with more eye. So, um, I bought two, you know, wh- wh- why have one when you can have two for twice the price? I think they say, you know, sure. <laughs> <laughs> they have different bases. <laughs> yeah, 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 I guess. <laughs> uh, Chris, how about you? What's your, what's one of your latest Ahsoka related pickups? Uh, yeah. So I, this past, uh, weekend, I received the, uh, Ahsoka lightsaber hilt, uh, set that was released on May the 4th, um, with the new art box with all her markings and, uh, with her rebels slash, uh, Mando lightsabers in it. And was very happy, uh, a good buddy of mine, Ian from the UK was able to, uh, he ordered two sets. And, uh, so he sent, sent it overseas when he got it in hand and, um, was pleasantly surprised. I missed the note in the release that, uh, when you open up the box, it, uh, plays, uh, Star Wars music. Um, you know, Ahsoka's, you know, some of the music that's been in, some of the, the scenes that she's in. So very, very happy with those. Um, you sent a video of that to us and (laughs) I had the the volume on and the music came on and I didn't realize it was part of the box. I thought you had arranged that. And I I just, as soon as I saw it, I said, Oh my gosh, he's such a nerd. He's such a nerd alert. It's, it's, it's really cool. And I, I love that they put the music in the box. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I haven't put, uh, batteries in the lightsabers yet. So I, I plan to do that, but, uh, 
yeah, so happy about that. And then um, something uh, that I just picked up today, um, I had sent out some of my Ahsoka trading cards from various sets to a company called SGC to have graded and um, was was really happy. I had an autograph card um, and then a couple other ones. And it, it's just really a uh, great presentation having them slabbed. And uh, I do have some other Ahsoka, <clears throat> excuse me, Ahsoka uh, autograph cards off to PSA, uh, another grading company as well. So, yeah, yeah, a few nice things. And then obviously the uh, wonderful items that some of the fellow panel members have had made for uh, Celebration. If you are at Celebration, you need to run into uh, these four <laughs> gentlemen, Clifton, Will, FJ, and Fonz did a phenomenal job uh, with, with their swag. They have some really cool stuff coming up. Um, FJ, what is a recent pickup of yours? Uh, my most recent pickup um, a few weeks ago, I received the Season 7 uh, Clone Wars uh, Hot Toys Ahsoka. Um, I pre-ordered that. Gosh, it's been, <laughs> it kept getting delayed, so it was about two years, I think, ago that we ordered that. Um, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I'm looking at it right now, lit up in my case. And I know, I remember Chris and I having a conversation right before it actually kind of officially released. They, a picture leaked from this, uh, I guess it was the directions in the box. It was black and white and they had changed the face sculpt. <laughs> it was a really bad picture. And I just remember Chris and I sort of panicking, thinking, oh my God, they just destroyed, yeah, right? <laughs> destroyed what we've been waiting two years for. But when it officially, I mean, I had seen some um, video releases of it before it actually arrived here, but in person, it, the face is a huge improvement. It is gorgeous. I mean, it's definitely one of my favorite pieces right now. And I have her right next to the Hot Toys Rex. Um, so their buddies are back together. So that's that's been uh, my latest piece um, that I've added. That it, the the set together is truly one of the nicest Ahsoka related sets or pieces that I've ever seen before. Um, you guys have all picked up some really really great pieces. Uh, Will in now you you tend to do more on the the side of art and prints than than uh, figures. Have you picked up anything recently? Um, I know with with celebration coming up, you probably have a lot of items that you're targeting once you're there. But have you picked up anything recently for yourself? The most recent pre-acquisition I have is the new Danny Haas uh, piece for Celebration. Uh, it's a really cool Ahsoka piece that has a lot of silhouetting going on in the background of Anakin, Darth Vader. I mean, it's 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 a really cool piece. I highly recommend everyone looking it up. Um, it's always a limited piece for Celebration, and I try to get all of them because Danny Haas is one of my favorite Ahsoka artists. Um, I'm not copying Fonz, but the actual acquisition that I have is I also got the uh, Sideshow Ahsoka Tano Premium. I ordered the Morai from the beginning, and it is uh, out of the box and set up, and it is glorious. It is, uh, even though I collect a lot of mini busts, 
I've never had a full-fledged statue, and this thing is like 24 inches tall. It's 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 huge. I have to get a new cabinet because she doesn't fit in my detolfs. Fonz, did you have the same problem as Will? Mine's still not open yet. It's still sitting in the box in my <laughs> collection room, both of them, taking up lots of space. Okay. Do you have a spot for it, though? I, I do. Uh, once we redo the basement uh, or potentially my office, I'm still deciding between the two rooms, uh, but I'm, I'm starting to think more it might go in my office. I might uh, make my um, – uh, make you know this room that I'm in now. I might make it my Ahsoka room. Very nice, an Ahsoka room. <laughs> Clifton, how about you? Did you pick up anything? Um, actually, I received two things today. So um, I already had them, and you know, just being a collector, I was like, I I have to have them again because they're available, and. Um, First is the uh, the Black Series uh, 20. Uh, it's just a prototype head I picked up, you know. And then also I picked up a few more of the Ahsoka um, Rebels heads. Nothing too exciting. Um, my biggest purchase, and this isn't recent, I would say, I can't remember if I got it in December or January, I did get an Ahsoka um, sample with uh, the F eight or the HFE on her head. And that's about it. That that's a pretty solid one. It's nice to know that um, that they're still out there. I, um, was the yes? I was very surprised it coming up. I I got some other samples too from the person and I did not think I was able to get anything from this person. So I, I cannot complain. I still need a a first shot, David. (laughs) Hmm. As do I. Hmm. (laughs) So, so, uh, so this was a sample. Um, what, what version of Ahsoka is it? So this is the uh, first release, um, you know, the, the Padawan that would come with, uh, what is that, Rada? And uh, it's got the F-A- or HFE on the forehead. You know, I, I'm going to guess in Sharpie and then burnt or scraped out H on the forehead. Mm-hmm. Which stands for Hasbro Far of East. Uh, one of the, the, the factories uh, that produced the Clone Wars at the time. And um, that might be the earliest pre-production piece that we've seen for the first release of um, of Ahsoka, because I, you know we, we've talked about this as a group in the past, and there really hasn't been a lot for that first release. At no, all, I've, seen, I've only seen sample bags, and I want to say many years ago I seen one or two of these, but I. It could just be my mind playing tricks on me, but I've never seen a first shot. Did it happen to be one that is a pale skin version? No, I wish. Hey, uh, anytime that somebody lands an Ahsoka piece or, or unearths one, uh, that, that's a pretty big win, uh, especially for, uh, for Ahsoka collectors. So congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you very much. Okay, so Will, 
how would you describe your Ahsoka focus now? Because one of the conversations that we've had over the past uh, few months or even years as a group um, has been how our collecting habits have changed and, and our, our, you know, what we've focused on and, and what we've started to either add or subtract to and from our collection has changed as well. So um, how would you describe your Ahsoka focus now and, and has it changed at all over the past few months? Uh, it's gotten a hell of a lot more expensive. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, you know, you guys were gracious enough to get me into the, the, the toy box prototype and that's really awesome. And I, and I love my VC one Oh two. Um, and, and I love my black series, all, all different versions of Ahsoka. But for me, it, it, it will always be in different artist interpretations of the character that I love. Um, so I'm always searching for, you know, the next, the next artist that kind of catches my eye that I kind of want to follow. Um, and now I, I got this damn two foot statue and now I'm just like, Holy crap, I need an Ahsoka room. And <laughs> so, I mean, that's, uh, I, I think I, I ordered the Kotobukiya set with Rex and, and Ahsoka. And I think Beyond action figures for me, I'll continue in that statue realm and and the art. I think that's a, that's a fair assessment and that that's a fair strategy. Uh, it will be nice for you to have an Ahsoka room as well eventually at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, FJ, how about how about you? Uh, what does what does your Ahsoka focus look like now? Well, my focus is definitely scale down a little bit and not, not in a bad way. It was just for a while it was, I trying to be a completist. And I think in the beginning you could be because they didn't produce as much stuff, but now I've, I've realized you just can't be a completist in this game. And there have even been some pre-orders that I had that I had canceled and I'm just being a little bit more choosy with, with what I pick up. Um, and some of the stuff that I really love in my Ahsoka cases is is the stuff that's not even really worth a lot of money. Just thing, more, if they're more priceless to me. But just you know, you know, some of the, like the the swag that, that we've been giving each other, and you know, little gifts that I've gotten along the way that I've kind of like put on the uh, on the shelves and surrounding some of the other collectibles, like those one of a kind pieces, um, which have stories behind them. Those are kind of becoming a, a big centerpiece in my collection, but, but definitely changing my focus, you know, and really zoning in on more important pieces as opposed to feeling like I have to try to get everything. And once I decided that I, I just felt so much better, <laughs> I actually collecting Ahsoka was stressing me out for a little bit because I was trying to get everything and feeling bad if I missed out on pieces. And now I, that pressure has sort of gone away because I'm being more choosy, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you mean about pressure. And, and it's funny, you know, a lot of times we think that as you start to collect and start to go for kind of higher end pieces, whether it's prototypes or, you know, anything around collecting the, the, the statues and um, that 
it becomes stressful because of the price. But then we're even seeing pressure with these lower point items, the, the carded figures that are coming out, whether it's just to keep up, you know, and just to, to be a completist, which is uh, a, a complete <laughs> measure of insanity at that point, um, or, or just, you know, trying to, to deal with, you know, grabbing them when, when they're dropped and, you know, these, these drops that happen where all of a sudden, you know, they're snatched up in seconds and, and, you know, and then trying to get them on the secondary market. Um, I'm glad that you're, that you're easing that pressure off of you and that you're also, uh, downsizing or, you know, just kind of starting to filter out stuff from your collection. Cause I think it's going to make your collection much fuller and richer. Um, and I know that, uh, you know, Chris, as well, you had mentioned that you had been downsizing your collection. That's where one of these conversations started from uh, initially. Um, have you have you continued doing so with your collection? Yes. Yeah. I, like I mentioned before, I, I had decided to any duplicates I had of anything Ahsoka related. I said, nope, I don't need I don't need two of everything. Um so that's, you know, I started selling off some things and, uh, but, you know, right in line with FJ, definitely for the longest time I was kind of in that completist mentality. And I really thought that I needed anything and everything that Ahsoka appeared on, you know, whatever it might be. So, I mean, uh, just bins and bins filled with just Ahsoka items and, I just, I'm like, am I ever going to be able to display all this stuff? And I don't even have a display area yet. You know, my, my hopes and plans are to finish off the basement and have a whole display area down here. And, and I thought to myself, you know, if I can't display it, um, you know, I don't, I don't think I need it. And so I just started purging, you know, starting to purge and, and trying to dial in the collection. Um, I had a lot of Ahsoka items on pre-order. I just decided to cancel those. And a lot of the, the newer releases, I want, I would like to pick them up, but I decided that, you know, they'll, they'll come to me when the time is right. And I don't just need to buy it to put it in a bin right now. Um, and I honestly feel a lot better as an Ahsoka collector, um, not feeling like I need every bit of um, merch that she that she's on. And I had to kind of like I was thinking, all right, does that mean I'm not as big of an Ahsoka collector if I don't want all the stuff? It's like, no, I can be a huge fan of a character and not need everything and anything related to the character. So I think once I got into that mindset, I felt just so much better as a, you know, a Sook fan and, and collector. So yeah, I'm, I'm pretty dialed in right now with the direction that I'm going in. And I think it's okay to not have everything <clears throat> of a character that you love. It's absolutely true. Uh, FJ, I know you and I were talking about this a little while ago, um, you know, where, and, you know, and, and I think all of us as a group have been talking about it, especially over the past two years, how for a while it was much more manageable. Uh, you know, if you were collecting Ahsoka figures, uh, it was even pretty manageable because there weren't that many. 
Um, and then if you were collecting, you know, the, the ancillary stuff around her, it was more fun. There wasn't as much pressure, but now, I mean, FJ, you were saying before that, that you had felt that, that pressure and, and Chris, you, you're saying that, you know, you, you felt that pressure as well. Um, Fonz, have you felt pressure to, to continue, you know, getting pieces as they come in and doing the things like the pre-orders or have you shifted your focus to, uh, to hone in on, on a certain aspect of collecting Ahsoka? I think my um, my most meaningful pieces of Ahsoka that I have, or my most meaningful Ahsoka pieces, um, are really the pieces that were given to me by other collectors. Um, and that's really the core of my Ahsoka collection. I mean, sure, I acquire stuff on, you know, the Facebook groups or, or eBay, but the things that I cherish the most are the stuff that was given to me, um, whether it was at, you know, uh, a convention or whether it was at, you know, the, 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 the kind of the star Wars parties I have at my house. Um, I found that those things have been the most meaningful thing to me. Um, especially the, the, you know, and even the swag that, you know, the, the group of us have, uh, shared amongst each other for celebration. Um, so I think it has evolved as a, as far as, you know, Oh geez, I need to get pre-production stuff. I need to get pre-production stuff. That's what I really want. You know, I need to get, um, you know, VC 102. I gotta get, I gotta get all the iterations of VC 102. And now I'm, I'm most happy collecting the, the stuff that's given to me. I mean, you know, because it's 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 it comes from a a good place, and um, you know, I really appreciate it when somebody takes the time to think. You know, Fonz, I had this Ahsoka piece in my collection, but I think I, I want you to have it because I know how much you love the character. That's really powerful stuff, and um, I look at what you guys have all done, especially, you know, in, in the past month or so, you know, gearing up for something like celebration and just making swag in general. Um, but the amount of creativity that you, you guys have had and what you've shared with all of us is incredibly special. Um, it, it's nice to hear. And, and I think, and, and please, you know, feel free to, to chime in on, on this. Um, I, I think, I think this, this stuff that, that people have made for us or that we've made for people, I, I think that really has, has started to become some of the most special stuff where there's no, there's no pressure or stress attached to it. Uh, we're not chasing anything. And it, it's, it's really gifts from the heart, from friends and from people who share the, the same interests as we, are, we have. Well, you know, I'll, I'll jump in there and and say what I, I totally agree with Fawns. Um, I'm a member of a group called the Swag Crew. Um, we all got together in Orlando, and it was specifically geared towards creating those magical little moments. You know, um, I can't even begin to tell you. I, I I took silly little buttons my first celebration in Orlando. And this little girl, when they got out on the floor, of course, there's like a stampede of 70,000 people at 10 o'clock in the morning. And she just looked terrified. And I had little rebels buttons and 
I just reached down and handed her a button and she just looked up at me and it was like all of the noise just disappeared and Chicago we had a little girl that uh, was handing out little notepads and she had had them printed up because she wanted to be in handout stuff and you know there's been a lot of talk in some of the groups about swag versus trading and to me that's just a bunch of noise it, you bring stuff to share a part of you with everyone else and whether you want to trade with somebody or whatever is all a moot point but it that's exactly why I'm going back to this celebration do I think it's going to be a, a on top of the world show like I felt Orlando in 2017 no I don't but I'm going to see my friends who I haven't been able to see in two years and to share those moments again that's why I did patches that's why I did stickers you know it's just to hand that out and it, it's amazing to me how over the course of three get-togethers that has completely changed the landscape where there was only two or three hundred people maybe doing stuff. Now there's thousands of people. Is it fair to say that it also changed your life? Oh, in, in, in so many ways. I mean, it, it opened up my participation in, uh, with our charity. We, we are with, the. Um, we partnered up with Pediatric Oncology Treasure Chest Foundation, and that's opened up doors to, I mean, I get to dress up in my Grover costume and go give toys to kids who are getting chemotherapy. And through the different groups that I'm a part of, I mean, we've raised fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 for various charities, whether it be the Children's Hospital in Atlanta um, with the Georgia Alliance. I mean, but, but just even that has opened up new friendships with different groups from all over the, you know, all over the world. And those people are the people that I still talk to today on Facebook, on Messenger. I still call some of those people and have real-life conversations. So it all of that has just transcended and changed my life in so many damn ways. It's amazing stuff. Uh, you know, we always say that Star Wars is kind of the great unifier that uh, we as fans and collectors always have that, uh, you know, as a, as a simple foundation to start a conversation or a friendship. Um, Clifton, what are you most looking forward to for, uh, for Star Wars Celebration? Uh, the main thing I'm looking for during Star, Star Wars Celebration would be to catch up with uh, many friends that I have not seen in since 2019. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, my buddy that's coming from Australia. So it, w- it will be nice to see and talk with him. Uh, also, I'm looking forward to seeing the, the four guys that are on this panel right now. Um, I wish it would be, f- or no. Oh, wait, what, one, two, three. It's three guys that are going to be there, including me, so four. Uh, two guys, for some reason, don't want to come and hang out with us. I don't know why. 
You can also be very excited to see yourself at Celebration. I know if I were going to Celebration, I would be so excited to be there. So that, that's I'm fine. always excited to see myself. In, uh, but every day I wake up, I look in the mirror. I'm like, gosh, this is awesome. That handsome devil. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm just looking forward to uh, uh, trading um, a swag and everything else. Uh, you know, um, the, the four of us that are going, uh, which is Will, uh, FJ Fonz and myself, we will have a, an Ahsoka Holics, uh, uh, celebration, uh, 2022, uh, patch. So please find us. Um, and, uh, we, we always want Ahsoka swag. So please bring it our way. And FJ, this is your first time going as a, uh, as a, as a Star Wars fan, you you went in um, in 2019, but you had worked at a booth. This this time you're going just you know completely uh, as a as a fan, getting to experience everything. Um, what is that like for you? And what would be what do you what do you see as one of the most exciting elements of it? Yeah, I'm super excited because I was. I mean, as grateful as I was to even be there in 2019, which was my first celebration. Um, I was just happy to be there, but I was working in a booth for like 12 hours a day. It's pretty exhausting. So I didn't really get to hang out with anybody, um, that much. Um, I also didn't know a lot of people then. Um, so I'm really just super excited to just be with everybody, to be with my socaholics here. Um, and then also to, to just, um, connect with strangers and, and, um, through the swag, I, you know, that was new for me too. I had no idea, um, what that was about. I just remember being there in 2019 and people coming in the booth and just handing me things and um, throwing it on my lanyard. And I left there. I have actually a huge collage hanging up um, and framed in like a shadow box from swag. So I'm just happy to now sort of like give back and I have swag to, to hand out. And if I get swag in return for it, great. If not, I'm just happy to hand it out and to make somebody smile and to meet new people um, just to be immersed with, star wars fans and just you know i don't even have a lot of huge plans just going to kind of take it as it comes and um yeah just immerse myself in, in, in this long weekend really excited that's really the best way to do it because i think a lot of times you know we tend to over plan when we're going to uh to something like celebration because there's so many panels and so many places to be and then we want to go sightseeing as well and and meet up with different people and it it can become a little too much in a way. Um, I think you're, you're heading into it in the, with the right mindset. Um, and I think you were going to have just the time of your life there. I think it's going to be a really special one, uh, especially after all of this time where we've been home, you know, during the pandemic and quarantined, um, Fonz, I know this is not your, your first rodeo. Um, <laughs> what's, uh, what's something that you're really looking forward to, uh, to doing or seeing while you're there? Well, I think Clifton said it the best. I mean, I really think getting to see, people that we haven't seen in a few years now and, you know, getting to hang out with uh, my fellow Socaholics, I'm really looking forward to. So, uh, you know, I'm going to also meet uh, uh, Ashley and uh, Carl Weather, you know, Apollo Creed. So I'm very excited about that. Um, uh, but, you know, just hang out with the people. It's not really about the the acquiring anything. I mean, if that happens, great. If it doesn't, that's okay too. But, uh, 
um, it's it's more about just hanging out with the people that we've 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 come to know at celebrations over the years, and um, you know, getting to spend more time with them, especially that we you know we haven't seen many of them in a, in you know a few years now. So that's really what I'm looking forward to. Fonz, are you going to bring your uh, Ahsoka tonics? <laughs> That's the official drink of the Ahsokaholics. Um, no, I'm going to have the Grey Convoy, though. I'll have several liters of Grey Convoy. <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, well, Chris and I will be watching from the sidelines for this one. But uh, Chris, I know you know you and I have been talking about uh, possibly going if they have it next year. Um, and the rumor, of course, is Orlando. So that would be nice. Uh, it'd be nice to to be able to join everybody. Yeah, an East Coast. Um, celebration would be much more doable being i'm on the east coast uh yeah i mean i'm i'm excited for everybody i look forward to you know seeing all the the live streams and the pictures and and everything um the the panels all that stuff uh, you know i'll be like you admiring uh joining in from afar but um yeah i there's always next time you know so hopefully, hopefully it's uh, down in Orlando and we can all get together then. I mean, I think we'll have other opportunities uh, to meet up, um, you know, before then. But uh, yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this today. And um, I know that this will be uh, the first of, you know, hopefully many uh, conversations that we'll continue to have for the year as well. Um, Clifton, Will, FJ, Chris, and Fonz, thank you guys so much for being a part of it. Uh, if you're going to Celebration, I hope you have a wonderful time. And if not, then you'll be able to catch up with uh, Chris and me at some point in the near future. <laughs> Hello, my friend. It is good to see you again. I don't understand. I met you once, for a few moments. I don't even know your name. His name is Senator Bail Organa. And the crews of the blockade runners? Members of other rebel cells. There are other cells. We're a cell? Wait, did you know we were a cell? Um, no. We weren't supposed to meet. That way, if captured, we couldn't reveal the other rebels to the Empire. That was the protocol. The protocol has changed. Fulcrum. Ahsoka. My name is Ahsoka Tano. Why did you come here? Because of you and your apprentice. Many in this system and beyond have heard your message. You gave them hope in their darkest times. We didn't want that hope to die. So what happens now? I don't know. One chapter has closed for you, Ezra Bridger. This is a new day. A new beginning.